Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Sports Prep Live, where we unbox the mic and talk excellence in youth sports. And thanks for tuning in everybody. We're back with your friendly neighborhood podcast, Sports Prep Live. I am your host, Graydon Prescott. Today, we're on location to catch up with someone I've been eager to have on the show, a man who's helped develop the talent of some of the state's most promising athletes. In his capacity as head coach of the Waukee Warriors Varsity Basketball, Varsity Golf, and director of the basketball camps and league here in Waukee, Mr. Justin Ohl is in the building, and welcome to Sports Prep Live. Well, thank you very much for having me. So I wanted to have Coach on to explore some aspects of coaching, specifically as it relates to youth sports. But before we do, what was your own introduction to sports and sport camps in your youth? Well, I, I grew up around uh, a lot of sports. Uh, I was fortunate um, that my parents uh, liked sports, that they took me to things. Uh, I grew up going to Iowa football games at a young age, uh, sat in the stands and, and really developed a an interest in football, um, and then my mom was also a basketball coach in high school, uh, so I got to go on bus trips with her. Uh, and then the neighborhood I grew up in, uh, I was fortunate because I had some older kids that kind of just drug me along. You know, we played uh, backyard baseball, uh, golf. Uh, we played, you know, dunk ball uh, at their house, and uh, th- these guys were a couple years older, and so I was fortunate that they. Uh, uh, let me hang out and, you know, I got to tag along and, and, and they kind of introduced me to a lot of those things. So uh, I guess in that regard, I was very fortunate. And what about high school and college? Did you play sports during those years? And is this when you developed an itch for coaching? Uh, yeah, in high school, I was, uh, I played three sports. I, uh, I went to Mason City Newman, uh, which is a small uh, Catholic school. Uh, but I played football uh, and I got to play both offense and defense. Uh, and then I also played basketball, uh, and then we also played golf. Uh, so those were the three sports that I played. Uh, I was very fortunate to have some really good high school coaches um, that gave me a lot of opportunities to compete. Um, and the one thing that I enjoyed about those was just you know being around my friends. And it seemed like whatever sport I was in uh, and whatever season it was, that's kind of what I was doing. Uh, and then in college, uh, I knew I wanted to play college basketball. That was kind of my big goal. Um, when I entered high school, uh, and I was fortunate to have an opportunity to play at Drake University. So I went to Drake um, in 1997 uh, and played uh, there for four years, uh, and it was a really good experience. Uh, we didn't win as many games as I would have liked, but uh, I really developed a lot of uh, terrific friendships. Um, one of my best friends was my college roommate uh, for those four years, and we're still close to this day. Uh, so it was a looking back was a great experience uh, to be able to say I played college basketball. For those that are unaware, when did you first begin coaching, and what have you found to be the most rewarding in that role as a shepherd of young talent? Well, I think I first started um, to develop an idea that maybe I wanted to coach when I was still in college as a player. Uh, just seeing uh, what the coaches did on a daily basis, the interaction they had. Uh, with players is something that I, I started to think about. Obviously, having my mom, who was a high school coach uh, growing up, I kind of understood that. Um, 
but I really liked the college game. And so I was able to stick around Drake uh, after I was done playing uh, and became a graduate assistant, which is kind of an entry-level uh, position where you do a lot of uh, everyday things. Uh, you're just kind of doing some busy work around the office and you get to help out with practice. Uh, and that was good. Uh, and then from there, uh, I explored the possibility of taking a high school job when I was a GA and I didn't. Uh, at that time I was a GA, I was working for Dr. Tom Davis, who uh, when I was growing up, he was a head coach at the University of Iowa and always had a great um, just way about him. And uh, I wasn't a good enough player to play at University of Iowa, but I really felt like being around him really drove that passion to want to coach even more. And I, I ended up coming back uh, for my another year as a GA. Uh, and then I kind of got lucky. Uh, one of our assistant coaches at the time uh, in August – decided to take a job with the Portland Trailblazers as a scout. Uh, and I had done a nice job, I think, as a GA, and I think I had kind of earned um, an opportunity and, and through my work and, and how, you know, the stuff I did around the office that I was given an opportunity to be a, a full-time assistant coach at the age of 24. And so uh, I was young, uh, which is kind of uncommon. Um, but I was able to stick around Drake and I was an assistant coach then for seven years uh, at Drake. And then uh, during that time I was an assistant, I got married. I, my wife and I had our first child uh, and that didn't go great. That was a little difficult. Uh, she was born premature. And so I didn't know if my wife and I were gonna be able to have another child. So um, I think that's one of the hardest things about being a college coach is just the time commitment and the travel and being away. Um, so I decided, uh, to look at being a high school coach, but I wanted to look at the, the right place. Um, and so when Waukee opened, I thought that's a, that's a pretty good opportunity and a, a really good place to be. And so I, uh, I talked to Mr. Dewey, the athletic director here, and um, I'm really happy with that decision to be a Waukee warrior. It's Graydon Prescott on Sports Prep Live, and we're at Waukee High School chatting with the head coach of varsity basketball and golf, Justin Ohl. At the top of the program, I briefly touched on you being a multi-sport head coach in both basketball and golf, so you are uniquely positioned to answer this question. NBA players from Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, Ray Allen, Steph Curry, and more have shown an unabiding passion for golf. What is it about golf that attracts so many players from basketball and other sports? You know, I think the, the great thing about the game of golf is it, it's a way to compete without having to, you know, run or, you know, sweat or be super physical. Uh, it's a challenge. You know, it's, it's a, there's a lot of similarities between golf and basketball, um, especially when you think about offensive, you know, the shot. Um, in golf, you're trying to master excellence and do it over and over again with the swing. And I think that's where the Michael Jordans, the, the Steph Currys, those guys that are super competitive – they want to see how well they can do that. And I think it keeps them sharp mentally. Um, you know, it's a way to, like I mentioned, compete. But there's also just kind of those, a lot of those same similarities with the swing. You know, the putting's kind of like a free throw. You know, you have your routine. You have your mental preparation, um, the visualization, um, and, and kind of the planning on how you're going to get to a certain point. The, the team game, too, is a little bit different in high school. You know, I think a lot of kids who like grow up playing golf once they get to high school it's a little different because not only are you are you playing as an individual 
but you're also playing for the team and you're that teamwork comes into play. You're, you know, trying to encourage you guys to be their best, but at the same time you want to play their best. And that's a lot, very similar to basketball. So I think uh, those two kind of go hand in hand really well. Now, in addition to being a multi-sport head coach, you're also director of one of the state's most successful youth basketball camps. You have so much going on, but still prioritize teaching the game to younger generations of players. Why is that important to you? Uh, well, first of all, I love camp. Um, and especially at this level, I love being around young people, uh, to see them come into a camp and maybe it's the first time they've been to a camp or maybe it's somebody that's been to a bunch of camps, but just seeing them come in at the beginning of the week, uh, and and working with them and and trying to get them to be better, um, better in basketball, but also talking about some of the the life lessons that, uh, basketball can teach us. Um, I, I was fortunate. I grew up around basketball, going to camps, um, played a lot of AAU, and then when I got to college, I was always helping out at, with camps during the summer. Uh, and then in college, when I was a college coach, that was one of my primary responsibilities was to help with the camps at Drake. Uh, and just to kind of see the what goes into those and what can make camp good and see kids smile and have fun. I think that's, that's the rewarding part for me, seeing kids um, just enjoy the game because I think it is a great game and anything that we can do to help you know, promote a young kid to have a passion about it uh, is something I'm going to certainly continue to work toward. Now, when it comes to youth sports, we're in an area where we see a lot of parents volunteer as coaches. When assuming that role, what are two or three things that you would encourage parent coaches to be mindful of when dealing with young and aspiring, but also impressionable athletes? I think the the number one thing is to keep it fun. Uh, You know, you want to Encourage kids to try to do their best, and I think that sometimes gets lost. But encourage them to have fun. Um, you know, get out of their comfort zone a little bit. Um, you know, one thing, now that I'm a parent, I think I've become a better coach because you can kind of see your parenting at home and see what works and see what doesn't work. But I think the number one thing parents maybe lose sight of is if they can just tell their child or the coach can tell their team, hey, I really enjoyed watching you play. Not, hey, you should have done this or should have done that. Um, I've actually been doing some reading about this. In youth sports, the number one thing that kids dislike is the ride home. And that's because after the game, the coach will tell them, you know, critique them, good or bad. And then they get in the car, and a lot of times they just hear the bad. And so um, if we can just keep letting them have fun, um, keep encouraging them um, to get better, to put in the work, to develop that, uh, those habits and the work ethic. Uh, that's a couple of things that I would recommend uh, for coaches. It's Graydon Prescott on Sports Prep Live, your friendly neighborhood podcast for excellence in youth sports. And we're continuing our conversation with the head coach of Waukee High School's basketball and golf program, Justin Ohl. So I wanted to share with our listeners, I've been at your basketball camp for three years now. And two of the concepts that you come back to again and again in camp, attacking your weaknesses and the 95% rule. Could you briefly explain why those two concepts are critical for those that want to become better basketball players? Well, sure. I think, uh, especially for young people's age, uh, growing up, it's easy for them to do the things they're good at. Um, Hey, I can dribble with my right hand or I can make a right-handed layup. And they never want to get to that left-handed dribble and going for a left-handed layup. 
And so they avoid it. Um, and that could be a lot of things that could be reading, that could be math. You know, they might be great in reading, but they don't want to touch math. And so I think that's our message is you got to have to get out of your comfort zone, try to go at your weaknesses. So they're not a weakness. So you can become a better well-rounded player or better well-rounded person. Um, because I think too many times we all like to stay in our comfort zone. If that's, you know, an, a nine-year-old or if it's, you know, a 38-year-old. Sometimes we just get comfortable and we never want to get out of our comfort zone and, and never get it any better. And, and that's the same thing we talk to our high school kids about. Get out of your comfort zone and, and improve. That's one of our big, you know, mottos. Improve day to day. And then the 95%, um, I do a lot of reading. Um, and I actually, I, I read a lot about coaches and just happened to come across this from Billy Donovan, the longtime Florida coach, and now the coach of the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. He was talking about the 95% rule. Um, and what he said was, you know, he brings guys in and talks to them and they may play, you know, 25 minutes and he'll ask them, how many minutes did you have the ball in your hand? And the example he used was the, the player that he talked to said he had the ball for 15 minutes. Well, that's impossible. There's nobody that has the ball for 15 minutes in a game. Uh, and so what he wanted to, you know, motivate that player and get the player to understand was when you don't have the ball, that other 95% of the time you don't have the ball, what are you doing to help the team? Are you, you know, diving on the floor? Are you rebounding? Are you boxing out? Are you setting a screen? Are you making a good pass? Are you running the floor in transition? So there's a lot of things that go into a basketball game. But I think too many times our head gets wrapped around, uh, you know, if we have the ball and we make a shot. We've all been there. We make a shot and we're like, yes, let's go. And that ball gives us energy. But there's a lot of things in the game that can give you energy. You know, so, um, you know, we try to find things at camp that are relevant, uh, that, you know, young people can kind of wrap their minds around and um, put up around camp to kind of use those as visualization to remember. So, uh, yeah, those are just a couple. We also scrimmage a lot in your camps. So kids are introduced to the idea of winning and losing, success and failure. It reminds me of an interview I had with TJ Irvin, soccer coach here at Waukee. And we were discussing a famous Michael Jordan commercial where he says, I have failed over and over in my life, and that is why I succeed. So as an athlete, especially a young athlete, is losing an important part of winning? If so, why? I think that's a great question. Um, one thing that we do at our camps is we do, you know, break off and you do play games. And that's, you know, in part to, you know, we do keep score. Um, and there's a winner and a loser. Um, but it's also the teamwork part and kind of meeting new friends and, and getting introduced to some of those things. Um, but as far as, you know, growing up, you know, I think it is important that kids understand like, hey, you know what, maybe I am going to lose, but it's just a game. And how do I respond to failure? Because I, I know when I grew up, I was a terrible loser. I'm probably not the best loser right now, but I think I've gotten better um, because rather than look at just the scoreboard, and says that I lost, you know, there could be a game where you play great and you still get beat. And sometimes that's hard for kids to understand. Um, and I think, you know, at a young age, it's important that we understand how do we cope when we don't succeed? How do we, do we get back up and, and come back stronger and, and kind of learn from those things or, or do we accept it? Um, 
And that's kind of the, the interesting part as you coach is you kind of figure out what bu- buttons to push. How do you motivate certain kids you know, when they don't reach their goals? Do we set new goals? Do we just, you know, reevaluate some things and see what we could have done? And I think that's a fun part of coaching. You know, I think because every year you have different goals. Kids have goals that they want to do. Um, but then when you don't meet those goals or something goes wrong, now what do you do? And that's, I think, where the fun part of coaching becomes into play is, you know, you look at like the Celtics. They start off the year 0-2, right? And lost Gordon Haywood six minutes into the NBA game. But they're 0-2, but now they have the best record in the NBA. Why is that? And I think, you know, they could have looked at themselves and they all kind of got better and improved some things and cleaned up some things and uh, guys tried to do their job a little bit better. So, um, you know, winning and losing, um, that's kind of the way life works, you know, and seeing how kids react to winning is also important. Um, and so is, you know, how you deal with losing because that's, you know, going to happen. And like we tell our guys, you know, you may lose a game, but there's going to be worse things that you're going to have to deal with in your life, unfortunately. So, um, again, kind of those life lessons that you learn from the game. Okay, coach. So just before we close out our interviews here on SPL, we'd like to go through our rapid fire session with each guest. This is where we ask short questions, looking to elicit quick answers and fun facts. Are you ready? I'm ready. Your ranking, MJ, LeBron, and Kobe. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Michael Jordan. Um, when you grew up around watching him play, uh, you'd understand that. So I'm going to go Michael, I'm going to go LeBron, and then I'll go Kobe. Harder to achieve, triple-double versus hole-in-one. You know what? I, 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 when I, I saw this question, I, I think they're both really hard. I'm going to have to go a triple-double, though, because I don't think a lot of people can get a triple-double. But there's people that golf, that get hole-in-ones, that you're like, hmm, how do they get a hole-in-one? I know they can get a triple-double. Would you rather attend NBA Finals versus PGA Major? You know what? I'm going to have to go with the Masters on this one. A tradition unlike any other. Most challenging to coach, youth versus teens? Another great question. Um, I'm, I haven't coached a whole lot of youth. Um, so I'm going to have to go teens. Um, yeah, I'll go teens. Wins more games. Great offense versus great defense. Great defense. Key offensive skill. Shooting, passing, or dribbling. I used to tell guys at Drake, if they could do this, they could play. And if you could pass, you could play. And so I really think passing is an overlooked area that's, that's key. Key defensive skill. Rebounding, blocks, or steals. I'm going to go rebounding. That was one of my uh, jobs that I really had to concentrate on when I was at Drake. Dr. Tom gave me that job. I was in charge of rebounding. Best video game, NBA Live versus NBA 2K. Oh, 2K all the way. And finally, for those young hoop players out there listening today, what two or three things should they be constantly working on to develop a stronger game? Well, I think, you know, for those young people out there that are playing, I think just have a passion about it. You know, get out in the driveway, go to the Y, wherever you can shoot, shoot the ball, because um, everybody likes to shoot. So continue to shoot, work on your dribbling, but just enjoy it. Uh, I think that sometimes we can get caught up in, like, the technical side of things and, and all of that, but just go out and enjoy it, have fun. You know, get out there and, you know, I think back growing up, you know, 
we'd go out and play and we kind of make up our own rules and, and stuff like that. So I, I would say just continue to ha have that passion uh, for the game. And, and if you don't have a passion, you know, maybe it's, it's not basketball, but have a passion for something, you know, whether that's golf, whether that's uh, football, soccer, baseball, just have a passion in something. I want to give a big shout out to coach Justin Ohl for joining us here on SPL. Well, I just want to say thanks a lot for inviting me and, and thanks a lot for coming down and, uh, uh, just sitting down and talking. It's, uh, this was awesome. And of course, thanks to all of you for tuning in. I hope you learned a lot. I sure did. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Sports Prep Live.